This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time, keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer news, views and information uh, regarding the transfer window and more. Uh, And thank you so much for making this, as always, part of this morning routine that you've got yourselves into, whether you're on the way to work, whether on the way to school, whether you're just sitting down on your sofa or in your bed with a couple of cornflakes. That'd be weird. That'd probably be the worst breakfast ever. A couple of cornflakes. But you know what I mean. A bowl of cornflakes might be better or whatever you've chosen for this morning. But good morning, everybody. Hope you're all doing good and well. Let's jump into the chat box and say good morning to our brilliant audience. Matt G, good morning to you. Guna, uh, Martin, Andreas, Rahil, Olu, good morning. Guna Legend, Wilson, Red Star, good morning. Baldev, Akshat, A.V., uh, Wadham, uh, Stevie, and of course, my good friend Owen, uh, who I joined last night on the Gooners pod. If you want to go check out a very, very fun and impromptu chat about Arsenal and my wedding, um, <laughs> all of that stuff is is over there. So make sure you go and have a listen because it's good fun. Um, anyway, uh, I love that, Harvey. I was going to say there's no sound and then I realised I have my speakers off. So I'm hoping that you can, <laughs> you can hear me absolutely fine now, Harvey. There's always the way. Uh, turn your volume up. That that does solve many problems with these types of things. If you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please make sure you do. It really does help us out. And it takes you just one tiny, teeny second just to go doop, like on the video done. And it really helps me out. So thank you if you have done. And uh, I was looking at the analytics the other day. And apparently of all the people that watch the show, only 51% of people that are watching are subscribed. What's that about? Like, freeloaders, come on. As, who's, who's it called freeloaders? I think it was Harry. I think Harry described you lot as freeloaders. So uh, if you haven't already, do subscribe. Uh, it really does help us out and uh, pushes us towards our next target. And it tells you when we do our other shows because we do more than just the 8 a.m.s. So do make sure that you tune in uh, as many days as you can. Uh, We kick off by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. I'll be there at 10 a.m. this morning, joined by the usual suspects. Uh, Plenty of stuff to chat about with Chris and Bailey, as always. So do make sure you're a subscriber 
over there if you're not already. Um, but our first story of the day is on Jordan Osei-Tutu, who we have to unfortunately uh, wave goodbye to because he is joining Bochum in Germany on a permanent deal. Uh, there was a lot of hype around Jordan Osei-Tutu because as a right back, he had great technical skill, really good dribbler on the ball, liked to get forward, um, scored in the, uh, I was going to say the Johnston's Paint Trophy, but it's not that anymore, the FA Trophy. Um, look, I think that it's a shame they never worked out. Injuries played its part, and uh, that that is ultimately the reason why. But hopefully, he can get his career back on track, and and we wish Jordan the absolute best uh, with his future, and, and hope he can turn his career around. Um, and speaking of possible players that might turn their Arsenal careers around, not exactly like it's gone bad, um, but Tim Akinola uh, joined Dundee United last season on loan. I don't really know too much about how that loan went, to be honest. I never really heard any raving reviews or people going mad about his performances in Scotland. But he will be remaining with the club as Arsenal have activated a contract extension clause uh, for two extra years. So he will be remaining with Arsenal. Most likely will go out on loan again next season, although there is a chance he could stay again with the under-23s. But Tim McAnola's future at the moment is to remain with Arsenal, which I think is is positive news for both him and the club. However, a player that won't be with the club next season, it seems, is Daniel Ballard. Now, Daniel Ballard, Northern Ireland international, 22-year-old centre-back, spent last season on loan with Millwall after spending the season prior to that on loan with Blackpool, helping them get promotion to the championship in the playoff final. Uh, He is expected to join Burnley in a deal that probably will be around the £2 million figure. Not a huge amount of money. However, the difference is with this one is that Arsenal have inserted a clause or aiming to insert a clause into this deal so that if Ballard ever gets any future bids, Arsenal are able to match those bids and basically get a kind of a first refusal. And then Ballard will be able to choose where he wants to go. So Arsenal are learning from their mistakes in the past, that's for sure, regarding what they should have done with players like Gnabry and Marlin and Ismail Banassa and Yunus Musa. We're learning. And uh, I say Banassa, I think we actually did have a first refusal on, on him, but... Uh, you know, Daniel Ballard, I think it's good that we're inserting this kind of clause into the player's contract. It should help us out a lot more in the future with other deals that we see players leave, maybe before their time or their chance at the Gunners. And now we're going to hopefully see that with someone like Ballard. So good news, despite Ballard leaving the club to join Vincent Company at Burnley, which is a really interesting move. Uh, William Saliba, uh, then more news about him. Uh, according to outlets in France, uh, Marseille again did try to try and make a deal for uh, Saliba permanent for next season. And Saliba will basically be told that that's not happening. Arsenal have no intention of selling him or letting him leave this summer. He is being integrated into the squad this season. And we will hopefully see plenty more of Saliba in an Arsenal shirt playing for the Gunners, which is fantastic news. Of course, all of us really, 99% of us at least, have wanted to see Saliba given an opportunity, given a chance to show Arsenal what he's capable of. And that certainly looks like what is going to happen. However, Marseille continue to have interest in other players, such as Nuno Tavares. Uh, they have come in with a serious offer of a loan deal. Um, they're trying to continue to negotiate with Arsenal and convince them to sell. It's unlikely that Arsenal would let him leave without having already agreed a deal for a possible replacement. More about that in a second. But Marseille have proven to be a good place for Arsenal's players to go to and develop and get better. We know that with Genduzi, who's of course staying. And we know that with Saliba, who's not. Sayer Kalasinac 
kind of a different example and, and certainly more of an anomaly. But I wouldn't mind seeing Nuno Tavares go somewhere like France to kind of, you know, develop. It's a physical league. I think he'd benefit from that. He'd be able to get forward and show what he's capable of. And he'd play very regularly. So I look forward to see what Nuno Tavares can bring to Marseille should that deal happen. But it is probably reliant on Arsenal bringing in uh, a player. Now, one of those players that won't be a replacement for Tavares, but Arsenal are said to have an interest in, is Seiko Fofana of Lons. I don't know too much about the guy, and the fact he's a very all-round midfielder, can do plenty going forwards and backwards, and has really, you know, lit up Liga. Uh, he's one of those kind of stars of the smaller teams in Liga, and lots of teams and lots of leagues have these kinds of players. But PSG is said to be leading the race for him, whilst Arsenal and Newcastle both have an interest in the player. I wouldn't be expecting Arsenal to go in for Seiko Fafana, but there is reports, according to L'Equipe, that Arsenal do have an interest in the midfielder. So maybe one to keep an eye on as the window progresses if he doesn't move. Now, I mentioned that uh, Nuno Tavares uh, move to Marseille is probably reliant upon a player coming in the other direction. And that player, as we know, is Lissandro Martinez. Now, Arsenal have already had one bid rejected. As we know, there is expectation that Arsenal will go back in for the player. David Ornstein reported yesterday evening um, that Arsenal's interest in him remains very, very strong indeed. They really want to get a deal done. That said, the reports coming out from the Netherlands um, are that Ajax have absolutely no intention of selling now for close to 60 million euros. It feels like every report every day just sees the price of this guy go up and up and up. Now, there's no intention of Ajax to kind of get rid of what they describe as the big three, which is Lissandro Martinez, Urien Timber and Anthony. Anthony is the £80 million player, whereas Urien Timber and Lissandro Martinez are seen as the €60 million Euro, uh, players, basically, at this stage. But I think if Arsenal are able to offer a certain deal and Lissandro Martinez is willing to kind of push for a move, I hope that would be able to combine to give Arsenal enough kind of rope to get a deal done. Fingers crossed. That's what we can see happen. But it is going to be a very difficult deal for Arsenal to get done. But fingers crossed we can see it happen this summer. Now, our final and headline story remains uh, Rafinha. No Jesus update, no Tielemans update, I'm afraid. There's nothing new on those players, and I don't want to just talk about them for the sake of it. But the latest on Rafinha is that there have been whispers, suggestions. I'm waiting for some genuine, credible sources to confirm this, that Arsenal have put in a 55 million euro plus 15 million euro in add-ons bid for the player. If we think about this logistically, that's around 48 odd million pounds um, plus about 10 million pounds in add-ons. So you're looking at a 58 million pound deal in total for Rafinha. I, to be honest, don't think that's all that bad of a price. Um, I think 55 million pounds just upwards of that is probably a fair reflection of the player being a Premier League quality talent. His statistics are absolutely unreal. The only problem for Arsenal is that we're spending this kind of money on a player that we already have our best player playing in the same position. So it is obviously going to have some kind of impact on Bukayo Saka. We're waiting for official confirmation on whether or not this deal has taken place, has happened yet. But the suggestions are that Arsenal's patience is running out and they're concerned that if Barcelona are able to move off the books, the likes of Frankie de Jong, um, they would still go in for him. That said, there is plenty of rumours that Ousmane Dembele will renew with um, with Barcelona and therefore it wouldn't make much sense for Barca to then go in for Rafinha. Uh, the other threat, of course, is Chelsea and Tottenham. Tottenham 
Uh, we don't know about what their intentions are. There were some indications that they may ask to make a bid. How likely he is to move there is unsure right now because they have Kulisevsky, of course, and they've just brought in Perisic. Um, whereas Arsenal, of course, have Bakaya Saka. So there's an argument that both clubs have barriers for the player. Chelsea, meanwhile, there was a suggestion yesterday that Hakim Ziyech could be using a possible make weight in the deal. Not sure how real that is, but Chelsea do have an interest in the player. Arsenal are trying to move quickly to get this deal done because they know there is plenty of competition from other sides around both England and in Europe. And that completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to move to you guys in the chat box. I did put a question for you guys to answer as a poll. So if you haven't already voted on today's poll, do make sure you drop one on there. The question is, are you surprised that Tavares might lead the club on loan? Did you expect him to stay with the club this season? And unsurprisingly, a lot of you think that it isn't that much of a surprise. 82% of you so far from 500-odd votes have said, no, it's not a surprise. 18% of you, however, are a bit surprised to see him leave this summer. Let's move to the second part of today's show, which, as always, is our questions. So make sure if you haven't already dropped a question into the chat box, now's your time after this short break. Okay, let's jump into the chats and see what you guys have been asking. Mark Bagridan, uh, thank you for joining us, Mark. Always a pleasure. One of the chat box members I've met in real life, uh, says, Tom, do Jesus and Enketia give us enough firepower uh, up front? Or do you think Arteta is looking for more goals from Martinelli, Saka and Odegaard and Rafinha, of course, as well? Smith Rowe, you could obviously add into that and maybe even Fabio Vieira too. I think that the honest answer is probably no. Um, it's probably not enough Nketiah and Jesus on their own. You know, as striking options, I wrote about this this morning. A piece has already come out talking about how Gabriel Jesus is ending our kind of search for a striker this summer. And a lot of people thought we might go out and sign two big strikers this summer. When you think about how much we're spending on other areas like Fabio Vieira, Alessandro Martinez, Rafinha... Turner, Marquinhos, maybe a central midfielder. When you consider all of those factors combined, it doesn't surprise me that Jesus and the renewal of Enketia are the only business we're doing in the striker position because we've had all these needs to try and upgrade other areas of the pitch that it basically just means that there was never going to be the financial capacity without Champions League qualification to sign two strikers. I think that the victim of not getting Champions League football this season is the second striker signing. I think that was always going to be looked at as a bonus if we'd have qualified for the Champions League. The fact that we've able to renew Enketia means that there's less pressure, but there's still going to be a lot of expectation and a lot of scrutiny on Arsenal if they don't score enough goals next season with Enketia and Jesus. But I think you're right. There is going to be emphasis on other players like Erdegaard, Martinelli, Saka, Smith-Rowe, Fabio Vieira to step up and score more goals for us. It's probably another reason why we're going for another goal-scoring winger in Rafinha. Uh, Matt G says, haven't seen any links for Pepe. Rather than wait till the end of the window for clubs to try lowball us, do you think we should try to swap him? I'm not sure about who you would swap him with. I don't think Leeds would have an interest in bringing Pepe in. Uh, I don't think Ajax have an interest in bringing him in or any kind of club that we're looking to bring in for central midfielders either, unfortunately, Matt. I think he will move towards the end of the window. The intention is for him to move. That's why he changed agents uh, this summer. 
Uh, I just don't think that we're going to see that as an easy sale because his wages are what they are. He should be willing to take a pay cut to try and secure a move away because he's earned a fair amount of money whilst at Arsenal and with the signing on fees, etc. So you'd think maybe he would be open to taking a bit of a pay drop in order to play more regular football next season. Um, Lewis says, I've heard Clive speak about how he feels Saka could play left back and I can see it. Saka's best role is right wing, but would still probably be the second best playing in the team if he plays in any other position. Let's get Rafinha. I think if you're going to play Saka left back, it has to be left wing back in kind of a three at the back system. That's how I would use it in a 3-4-3 three, three, um, or a 3-4-2-1 kind of system. That's, for me, the best way to play Saka in a wing-back role. I wouldn't be playing him in a back four, um, but I would be more open if he was playing in a wing-back position because he's played there successfully. <sighs> the idea of playing him in a left eight, as I can see some of you guys suggesting, is also a possibility, but we've not really seen too much. Oh, sorry, left eight, not left back. That's my bad, Lewis. Sorry, I completely thought that was an LB that you put into there. A left eight's interesting because we've not seen him play there too much. We saw him play there against Leicester, if you remember, uh, away a couple of years ago, but not really beyond that. Um, oh, I'm getting a phone call. Two seconds. Two seconds. I'll be back in two seconds. You know those awkward moments where your phone starts ringing and you're like, you don't want to be too rude and hang up because the person it is you don't want to hang up on. That was the exact moment I just had. So apologies for that. Uh, managed to fit that up into six seconds of a, a video there. That would have been hilarious if I hadn't have done. Uh, you think Jesus' price tag is fair? He has only one year left on his contract. So if he had three years left, he basically would be de uh, valued around 100 million. Do you think he's that quality of player, says Dogan? The answer is it's not reflective of the length of period on his on his contract because there's so much interest in, um, in Gabriel Jesus. It doesn't matter how long's left. Manchester City could command a figure um, that was of a level that they would not be able to be worried about losing too much money on. So... There you go. Uh, let's uh, just have a quick check on Twitter because I'm seeing some small rumours flying about. Nothing yet, though. So we'll keep, we'll keep refreshing just in case. Um, let's go to uh, the Wiki Tiki 123 who says, literally no one is looking at Pepe, which isn't good. Not true. Uh, we've had inquiries from a number of clubs like Marseille and Lyon and Sevilla so far, but uh, we, we need more, you know. And to be honest, in terms of that player... You're not going to see much heavy interest in him, I feel, until later on in the transfer window. Um, Matt G says, unpopular opinion. I don't think Rafinha moves this summer. He really wants to move to Barca, so I think he'll stay with Leeds another year. I'm almost certain he's going to move. It's just about where he ends up that I'm not 100% sure on right now. Uh, let's go to NVO. It says, Tom, any links to selling players like John Jules and Aziz? I don't think loaning will be any good for them. Uh, I think John, well, John Jules has already gone alone to Ipswich. He's joined Ipswich this summer already. Uh, Miguel Aziz, I think, may be kept with the group. He obviously didn't have the best of loan spells with Portsmouth. He did really well with the under-23s the season before and with England's under-19s, 20s. Um, so there's still a future for Aziz. I think he'll obviously go away with the tour for pre-season. This will be one of the first pre-season tours he gets to be involved in. So obviously there's that kind of plus about this summer as well. Let's wait and see what happens with Aziz. I don't think his future is decided just quite yet. Uh, Sam Lowe says, hi, Tom. Do you think if Leeds are asking for 55 plus, don't you think we should just go and for Nabry? Nabry doesn't want to come. 
I'm going to be very, very honest with you guys, very blunt. I don't think Gnabry wants to come. I don't think he wants to take the drop down to non-Champions League football. Um, we've got this obsession with the idea that he's a former Arsenal player, so of course he'd have an interest in coming to Arsenal, but it's just not realistic. Gnabry I, is not willing to take that drop down. From, the, from my understanding, it's just not a realistic move. Um, Dr. Bombay says, uh, why is it when Arsenal players are close to the end of their contracts, teams buy our players on discounts, but when it's the other way around, it's never the same way. Mainly because they're completely different profile of players. The players that go down to one year of contracts for us are players like Ainsley Maitland-Niles, like Pablo Marie, like Reese Nelson, like Alexandra Lacazette. Um, players that there just isn't interest in. Gabriel Jesus has been one of the better Premier League performers of the last four years and has been an absolute asset to Manchester City. So when he goes down to a year left on his deal in his mid-20s, he is going to command a figure that is significantly higher than that of the players that we've got on our books with just one year left. It's all about the context of the player. That's why you see the differences. Let's let's go to Michael, who says, Hey, Tom, do you think Brook Norton Cuffey will be loaned out? I think it will be decided after pre-season, Michael, to be honest. I think he will get an opportunity. Uh, either on the tour or on the German uh, training camp, and then they will make a decision on his future. If he stays, I think he's got a really good chance of getting some senior minutes this season. Uh, Ashley says, 60, 70 million for Rafinha. Surely this money should be used on a DM, left-back and target man striker. Um, I I get your thoughts. Um, Of course, a left-back and DM may be secured in Lissandro Martinez anyway. So we don't. We might not even need to worry about that, Ashley, because Lissandra Martinez can cover both of those positions really well. Um, and Arteta likes players that can cover multiple positions that you can invest in just the one player so you don't expand the, the squad too greatly on backup options and rather you bring in a competitor that can play multiple roles. And the thing is, is that Arsenal do need competition in the wide areas more so. You I mean, you think about the players that we've got, Pepe is going to move on. So you've then got Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, Saka, uh, Fabio Vieira, Odegaard that could all play in the wide areas. They're all 23 and under, you know. So bringing in a mid-20s, going into his prime player that can offer us a lot, I think is is still a very, very good move for Arsenal to do this summer. And I think if you consider Arsenal's front three next season could be Rafinha, Gabriel Jesus and Saka, that's exciting. That is an exciting front three to consider. Um, a lot of people are saying Jesus is done in the chat, but nothing's coming up on my screen as of yet to tell me that there's been any kind of announcement. That's not to say that there won't be very soon. We've said on the channel for a number of days now that it's a case of when, not if. I'm not seeing anything just quite yet. Uh, Lynn says, I can't believe that Winks doesn't play, but Spurs seem to get more for him than we get for our players. Uh, Winks still has two years left on his contract. He's an England international. He's homegrown, of course. Um, He's not down to that one year. Um, and he has played for Spurs at times. Of course, when they brought in Rodrigo Benton, cool, those minutes significantly dropped. And he was competing with Huyberg and, of course, with one other player who's completely escaped me. Can't think of it. It doesn't matter. It's a Spurs player. Um, but it is ridiculous. It's still as a price. You know, 15 to 20 million pounds for Harry Winks is still a silly, silly price. That said, you know, he's as I said, for England International, we got 25 million pounds for Joe Willock. You know, someone who's not an England international, not got anywhere near as many Premier League minutes as as uh, um, as Winks, and we got a very good deal. So sometimes players just move for silly fees. Sometimes they just move for those silly prices. 
Um, let's go to scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Ethan says, good morning, Tom. If we get Jesus Rafinha in a centre mid this transfer, just transfer window, I honestly see us excelling past fifth, fourth and contending for top three. It depends. I, you know, I think we need that Lissandra Martinez signing as well. That's going to really, really help us next season. I am reluctant to start putting things like pressure on positions. I just want to see us progress, which means qualifying for the Champions League. That's my expectation for next season. Qualify for the Champions League, progress again, keep moving upwards. I'm happy. If we don't qualify for the Champions League, there's going to be serious questions. Serious questions about what we're doing, especially after how much we're spending. Uh, let's go to Craig, who says, I think people are forgetting how hectic the fixtures are going to be next season. We need so many, so much depth. And with five subs, everyone will get minutes. Um, remember, the, and we talked about this on the Gunners pod yesterday, if Leno, Pablo Marie, Reese Nelson, Nicolas Pepe, um, we've had Alexandre Lacazette leave. We've had, who else is going to leave? Um, oh, have I said Leno? Runnison, there's another one. Uh, Bellerin, and I'm sure there's one more. Basically, there's around nine players that are going to be leaving next season. Uh, we think, we expect nine, about nine players, which means we still have, we have four slots, you know, four slots to fill in the squad. That's not including uh, Marquinhos and Turner and Trusty and, you know, all these players. Well, Trusty, to be fair, is another one we expect to go on low. The players that have come in already, the Vieiras, the Marquinhos, the Turners, um, we have four spots. And if those four spots are filled by Gabriel Jesus, Rafinha, um, Lissandra Martinez, and one other player, maybe a midfielder, that's the 25-man squad. That's it. So I don't think it's all, I don't think, you know, it's the worst thing in the world that one of those players like Lissandra Martinez can fulfill the role of a centre-back, a defensive mid and a backup left-back. You know, he can fulfill all of those roles and he's taking up one spot in the squad. So I think that's something that we need to be considerate of. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in as always. Do drop a like on the video. I'll be back with you guys at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal Way. Link to the channel is in the description down below. Uh, I'll also be live around 6 o'clock. Not sure what we're going to be discussing as of yet, but I'm definitely going to be doing a show at 6. So do make sure that you are tuned in for that. Uh, turn those notifications on. Drop a like on the video if you are indeed not doing that already because you should be. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.